I'm Christopher Rubin, and you're listening to Thank You 30. 30 minutes to showtime. Thank You 30. I'm Adam Womack. I'm Dave Hatfield. And you're listening to Thank You 30. Hey, thanks. Dave, it's been forever. <laughs> it feels like it's been... It feels like it's been... 10 84 months. years. <laughs> uh, it has been the better part of a year, that's for sure. Yeah, it has. I can't even begin to say, like, how much pain this year has caused me in in the pandemic sense outside of the pandemic like you know personal life things are things are actually very good pandemic wise oh it just sucks it's it hurts a lot as i'm sure many people can testify yeah i'm sure everybody empathizes there there's not a lot of great going on in the world um (laughs) especially the world of theater oh Uh, i know so I guess, I don't know, I feel like apologizing to the people that have grown accustomed to listening to Thank You 30, because it's like here, every, everything's shut down, but like the one thing that can continue, podcasting, sure. we, we didn't. Well, <laughs> We just said no, we're shut down we, too. We also have very little to, to talk about. Uh, on the I other mean, hand, okay. we have a lot to talk about, but right. um, I felt like really the driving force behind what we do was talking about the shows the people and and what's going on in our community it came to a screeching halt for quite some time so i still remember the shows that were like live (laughs) when it happened you know producers had just opened up at conejo yeah wit was in production at the elite Mm. harvey was just about to spin up i believe in uh ohi you know, all of these all these plays were either just about to start. I personally had just cast and and did our first read through of um, of Hedwig. And you know, that's, we that's had so rough. And and the fir- the shift, of course, was well. How long could this possibly go? A couple <laughs> weeks, right? <laughs> so I I remember our, our thought was well, we'll we'll do vocal rehearsals online. Mm-hmm. just to teach the harmonies and it, it seemed very simple my vocal director was able to um to work with them one-on-one over zoom then it was like well can the band get together and play no not really can the actors like act together no that's still not something we can do and it being the show it is it was it was a, a almost a one-man show in essence it was a lot of working in zoom while we still believed it could happen but by by like you were may, still so young and hopeful <laughs> <laughs> by may we became old and jaded and realized it was not gonna happen it, that uh, yeah that change happened so fast i think for everybody of you know oh maybe maybe we still can maybe it'll still happen maybe by the summer right We'll just yeah. push our sh- summer shows to fall, right? Oh, no, it's all year. It's going to be next year, too, huh? Broadway, who we thought would open in 2021, is pushing their stuff to middle of tw- yeah, middle of 2021 instead of January of 2021. Right. And honestly, that might get pushed back, too. Oh, yeah. If I look at the cases, they're, they're just getting worse every day. We're not getting any better. But, but anyway, <laughs> there's still theater being done. It, and yes, uh, against all odds, right? Life uh, uh, finds a way. Finds a way. The community has embraced the what we're doing right now, the Zoom culture 
of theater. And so it's gotta be a complete, so I know you've done at least one or two of these things. Yeah, I've done a few. I did, uh, I did bad auditions for Conejo. I did Midsummer Night's Dream for, sorry, Midsummer Night's Stream for, uh, for the elite. Yep. I think it was. And then, I did the uh, just recently the Halloween thing for the elite when they did Fire Muse Shakespeare, Bill Walthall's company did uh, Mindful of Scorpions. That's which, it, Mindful of Scorpions. It's, it was a cool take on Macbeth. Am I allowed to say right. that? In a digital yeah, we're, we're, we're fine. Uh, unle- unless you're going to make the whole internet crash, which it's I mean, happened. it's, it's, it's happened. 2020, so. You know, it could happen. That's that'll There's, be the next thing to go is the internet will go and then we'll all be completely screwed. <laughs> we've oh my just, god. We've just adjusted to this form of, of pandemic living and then the internet goes out. Could you imagine? If the internet <laughs> if the internet were to go out I, mass hysteria. I don't even know. Mass hysteria. No, that's that is the minimal I think that would <laughs> that would happen. <laughs> Yeah, we have now become a doomsday podcast. <laughs> so we'll teach you how to pickle things. And, and uh, man, I Who's just... got their bunker ready? <laughs> you know, we all laughed at doomsday preppers, and now they're like, God, they really had this shit on. Yeah, point. they knew. They knew. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, geez. Have you done any any online theater? Oh, before we get to that, we just glazed over my my point in bringing that up. Uh, which oh, not, sorry. Not your sorry. fault. We got Continue. into doomsday prepping. No, it's got to be a completely different beast. Like not having a live audience that you can hear, that you can experience. It's got to be just like speaking into a void almost. I mean, you have the other actors there who you know, are supporting you and are playing with you, but there's no, like, feedback. There's no response, you know? I mean, you could have an actor respond to you, and that is only satisfying to some degree. It's that energy that that house is giving you, right? And to not have that, I what's that like? It's weird. It, it honestly makes everything feel like an audition. You're delivering to a camera, and... That, like you don't even get the okay thank you so much <laughs> you, know, you, like, you, you just kind of you kind of do the show uh one thing Kaneho did that was actually really cool uh for bad auditions was at the end of it they they had a, a talk back section mm. where all the actors came on screen and the audience was able to write questions okay our director moderated it and read the questions and then we would answer them. That's and very cool. It, it was still new though. They were like, how do you do this? Like it, you don't have an audience. You don't hear the Zoom. laughs. Right. I guess I try to keep the chat open and you can he- see words of encouragement from your, your friends, but then you're getting distracted and, and stuff yeah. like that. I'd say the hardest part, you're delivering it for an audience so you need to kind of engage with the camera. Yeah, which I always can't... have a hard time doing. Absolutely. I always look at the person I'm speaking to and right. never and, the camera. And your eyes trail to the right yeah. because you're looking at the box. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. And so the audience is kind of like, who the hell is he looking at? You know, right. like it, it looks weird. It's like Saturday Night Live when they just read the cue cards, you know. Like... <laughs> oh, no. 
it's got to be, it's got to feel strange. And I mean, this voice actors can, can attest to this, I know, but it's got to feel strange to like give a full performance sitting there by yourself looking in this case into a camera and not having that that feels that feels awkward knowing that you're not sitting in front of a house of people whereas giving a full performance like that feels more natural like it feels okay to do that when you're doing it like in your living room to a camera it feels i don't know stifling sure does it a, a little bit yeah <laughs> and i guess that's why that's why theaters like Kaneho um have have done shows on stage that mm. they then that, that they, they then stream. film and right. stream i there was know a pirates of penzance did that too there's this very very unique production of pirates of penzance that i am so sorry that i cannot remember who did it i want to say it was not yae or something like that oh but, it was um it was every cast member was outside and they were set up in their own booth. And all of these booths were next to each other, stretched out. And each one had their own camera and their own light. And so the stream was able to capture every single performance the entire time. And it was so interesting, I feel, uh, the way that they did that. Whereas like Zoom, you could either have like all participants showing at once. Or you could have the speaker showing, mm-hmm. right? I don't know. This felt different and innovative in in the ter- in terms of online theater online theater. yeah i mean with with fire muse shakespeare's mindful of scorpions um it was me and genevieve sitting looking at each other and there was a camera on us for the entire show so Ooh. all the all the other voice talents um danny rosie uh ezra all all spoke into this central mic that we all got picked up on, but it was up to, to Eve and I to really kind of with our eyes dictate where that voice is coming from because the camera never cut away from us. We had to do the entire show in one take, even though it was pre-filmed. That's brilliant um, though. It, it was, it was, it was awesome. Uh, Bill added, you know, vocal effects and, and lighting effects and, uh, post-production video effects that really sold everything. And, <laughs> and I was like, I'm reacting to something I didn't hear just because it was stuff we were going to put into post. And I was like, <laughs> man, I, I hope this lands. <laughs> so it, it was really interesting to be a part of. So I guess Bill Walthall really does deserve all the awards, Adam. He does. <laughs> I'm thinking about giving him mine. You know, just I'll write his name on it. Uh, so we can see that there are different ways to do this. You know, you could have people exit the video when they're off stage. Off stage you know, yeah. but there's also the the filming on a stage and streaming, which brings up the is that is that problematic? Safe. Yeah, right. that's the thing. If it's if it's a small cast and you're under the ten person minimum and or the maximum and and all of that and you're you're meeting your socially distanced guidelines and stuff like that, is it really safe or smart or responsible to do it that way? Mm-hmm. I know a couple 
actors who who said to me i would love to be a part of that show and do something like that but i i can't i'm i'm not going to because you know if it's a show of six people i need all six of those people to be completely dedicated to keeping this safe for my family because i'm going to see them every day for six weeks we're going to film on on set together you know it just for for Bill's thing, we did a COVID test. You had to have a clean COVID test before we even got together. And all we did was get together for three days and and then film at the end. And then we were done. And we were sitting like 10 feet apart in this circle. You know, we tried to keep it as socially distanced as possible, wearing masks, except for when we were on camera, obviously. I don't know what the answer is. Yeah, it's a tough one. You know, um, <clears throat> Kaneo did, what was it, a, a two or three person show that they streamed with Tanner Redmond and Nick Bedmeros. I feel like I just saw it. Well, uh. while you look that up, <laughs> there are, you know, there are other theaters doing the digital stuff. I, uh, High Street's gone full digital yep. with their places and holding, singing that they do. They've opened it to anyone who wants to submit. You don't have to like be a, a, a contributing member of the theater community you could just be a, a person you know you could just <laughs> you, could, you could just be a person adam uh, <laughs> you don't have to be a theater person you can you don't be have a to be a thespian you can just be a regular human being <laughs> and that's that's what like a I'm I'm not that familiar with with that. Is that their their singing competition? You upload a oh, video yourself and the the first two rounds that they did of that was a competition. Yes, and it was based on likes on the videos. So they post videos every day. Um, and then this latest one that they're doing is not a competition. It's just for funsies, you guys. The each one has been themed, and so each person would submit a video of a song within that theme. And yeah, so they've been they've been doing that, and that seems to be working well for them. Um, it's really hard for these theaters to make money, <laughs> you know. In these, like the online streaming stuff, I get. You know, people don't want to spend twenty dollars to watch an hour and a half long Zoom acting. You know, right? There's an underground theater. I don't know if I'm. You know, have you heard of this? Maybe not. There's an underground theater that is called the Salon. I might be wrong. Not to name names, but someone I've worked with before in the past <laughs> is hosting this this backyard theater where it, it's it's spread out on their deck and uh, the actors, you know, stay socially distanced from the audience. The audience sits socially distanced. It's about um, I don't know. Realistically, it's probably against the governor's 10 person in Mm -hmm. a place, but because it's in the backyard, it's out in the open, you know, it's, it's, it's there. I have not been to the salon. I have not seen anything there. I've Mm -hmm. only seen photos and heard, heard people talk positively about the shows that are being put up there. Um, But it, it seems like it's, it's a passion project and more, just a way for these artists to get that itch scratch get that that oh. itch for performing out yeah i hear that by the way it was uh a stephen deets play Who? funny enough I'm right I know. uh lonely planet 
<clears throat> oh, was the one I'm talking about. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah, so that's the one Kano did. That's relatively small cast. That's easy. Yeah, it was like two to four people, I think. Something like that. Yeah. Anywho. No, I get it. The The need to scratch that itch. So I don't know. I need to know. I'm going to say this. I'm going to get real personal for a second. Okay. Break because it down. I, I need to know if there's anyone else in this community that feels the same way as I do. So these past few years for me have been kind of a theater high, right? Doing roles that I've absolutely loved doing, getting to take on new aspects of theater that I've not done before and finding success there, getting prepared to return to do much of those same things this year, right? And then the pandemic hits and, and then everything shuts down and those opportunities are gone and it feels like I'm grieving. It feels like I've had my heart broken by a very close friend. And because of that, I have been distancing myself from theater this whole year, not getting involved, not doing things. I'll share some memories on social media or something, you know, I mean, like, oh, this was great. This was fun. But I won't, I haven't been actively getting involved. And I feel like that's a self-preservation thing. Like th there are people who go through a really bad relationship, a bad breakup, and they avoid the next relationship because they don't want to get hurt again. Sure. They push people away. That's kind of how this feels. I'm in the exact opposite scenario than you. <laughs> Not to invalidate your feelings no, at I all. No, I know. I, I mean, thank you for sharing that. That's actually, that, that's really touching. I mean, I, I disagree with, with your life choices, but they're your life choices. Um, Not everyone's going to feel the same. Yeah, no. And, and I'm sure some people do feel that way. You know, I also see people who, who have, you know, felt hurt and lost without theater swing the opposite direction you know and yeah. they're they're sharing non-stop on on social media they're they're talking about every show they've been in whenever that memory comes up you mm -hmm. know like last year at this month you know at so what are we november so last november i was in this i was doing this you know like people i don't know it's it's kind of weird because as as theater people we use shows to commemorate life they're they're an unofficial calendar yeah except, like, except when i can't remember what year a show was well yeah but, <laughs> but you remember the life events yeah you know? that is you true know? like henry lost his first tooth oh i remember that because i was in this show you know something right. like that so it it is something that's vital and important to us and self-expression aside right right like that expressionistic reason that a lot of us do theater is is to be able to do that right to be able to perform for sure um, that aside yeah that it, it's very much a a means to ground yourself in the world and and have those milestones definitely so mo most of last year i was kind of where you were at like i was i was not grieving, but I was getting accustomed to the fact that theater isn't going to be as big a part of my life anymore, that I would have to become a consumer rather than a content creator or producer or whatever you want to call it. Instead of an artist, I would consume the art for a little bit. You know, I, I had a new job lined up, which forced me to turn down a lot of roles because I knew I was going to be traveling. I was going to miss rehearsals and, and I just I couldn't do it. 
so la- last season was a lot of well this is probably my last show <laughs> you know like uh, i got to play some epic roles some epic uh lifelong dream roles and i was like this is if this is how i go out for a while this is how i go out and i i got to kick some bucket list items and i was okay with that you know i realized my job would keep me traveling a lot but i'd i'd get to see more shows because i'm not going to be doing a show every friday saturday sunday i can see three shows in a weekend i could go to the amundsen i could go to the Pantages and actually see these productions as well as every single theater out here. You know, it's so hard when you're in shows constantly to support your friends and see their shows as well. So I was, I was getting used to that. And then suddenly it was no theater for anyone ever. (laughs) And I was, I was like, okay. But then when, when we had to start dealing with things remotely and start using the internet, I was kind of like, well, this is perfect for me. I can do things remotely, you know? Unfortunately, I have to do my job remotely, but like now I can do theater remotely, whether it's just a table reading, a script reading. I've done script readings that are just once. I've done script readings that were six times. And, you know, we take notes and really dive into the piece and and go and squeeze every last drop out of it before we move on to something else. I've done live streamed shows i've done pre-recorded shows that we stream i feel like i've i've really embraced something i thought i had already said goodbye to yeah and now i kind of have this this back door or this silver lining that allowed me to to you have this in life yeah and not technically your third video game (laughs) yes (laughs) but no i i totally understand the the loss you know i had to mourn the loss of of Hedwig that was huge yeah to have a show like that in this community it's it doesn't come around all the time (laughs) so to have that and be lined up for that and to have the pieces in place I can I can imagine how devastating that must be so I I I feel you there and I have to assume that these theaters are feeling it too we already know that they're not striking it rich that money troubles are real in every aspect of theater and that even a successful show might make the rent and, yeah. and a little bit of extra. I don't know how they're making rent uh, other than generous donations. And, and I know some theaters might have a grant and they use that money to create this online content. And some of these theaters still have rent to pay. It's getting increasingly more difficult. It is. And then there's no guarantee that if and when things do start going back to normal, you know, how comfortable are people going to be coming back to sit in a theater? That's the thing. Near a bunch of strangers in these houses of, you know, one to 200 people plus in some it's, cases. It's making us rethink everything, you know, like. Are there going to be seating rules? Like, are we going to need to have advanced air filtration systems? What's going to make like, people comfortable to come and spend their money and sit in a theater? Are for we going to wear masks in the audience? How terrifying is that? An actor looks out on just a <laughs> sea of masked people. It's dystopian. It is. But but no, your 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 point is right, especially given the the clientele of most theaters tend to skew in, in what would be considered a at-risk population. Mm-hmm. Even if we could open tomorrow and, and Governor Newsom said, you know what? You're, do what you want. 
you guys are probably going to be fine. Just open, wash your hands. You know, are the audiences going to come back? Yes. I know there are people screaming at, at the, uh, the podcast right now saying, yes, audiences will come back. And I get it. I know, I know you will come back. I know you that are screaming at me right now will come back, but I'm not a hundred percent positive that, you know, we'll, we'll see <laughs> the crowds that we're uh, accustomed to. Yeah, I agree. Like I'm still at a point where I don't feel comfortable dining out. I haven't dined out. I dined out once in another state with much lower cases than, than this. But again, it was outside. I was sitting as far away as humanly possible from any other person. It was uh, four months ago. <laughs> you know, like I've, I order food and I order groceries and I'm, I'm lucky enough to, to be able to, uh, to do that. I know not everybody has that luxury, but I, I try to avoid people as much as possible. Yeah. Finally, an excuse for your antisocial behavior. Yes. But now I get like panic attacks when I'm out in public. It's like, I, oh, I man. not full blown panic attacks. That's probably me hyperbolizing but i i do i get this level of anxiety I, that i never had before i yeah. used to be like oh i can't wait to go out and see people and do shows and see shows and go to parties and now i'm just like i don't even like <laughs> i i heard uh soup plantation you know, closed and went out of business. And I was like, oh man, I loved soup plantation. But now I'm like, I would never eat there again. Could you imagine like all the germs? And yeah, just, buffets like, are a thing of the past, I'm sure. Like, what's that going to do to Las <laughs> Vegas? Like they were built off buffets. Well, buffets <laughs> and gambling, but. No, I, I hit a, just recently, like a month or two ago, I hit a really bad spell of depression related to the pandemic. It was this little thought that then spiraled way out of control. I can remember it clearly. I was driving home from work and coming up over the hill into Simi. At the top of that hill, you can see pretty much all of Simi, right? And it was late enough that some of the lights were coming on. The sun was low. It looked really nice. And just all of a sudden, it hit me with like, I miss doing things. Like I miss the places that I would normally go. I miss our movie dates, you know, where oh, we would like movie theater. Yeah. Right. Like we would go and hang out and watch the latest Marvel film or something. Yeah. It was a, it was an event, you know, yeah. we'd have, we'd have a block of 15. Yeah, we'd have like two rows of yeah. seats saved. <laughs> and it, it, my, my mind granulated it down to, I miss going to Denny's. I remember having that thought specifically, not Weird. because I'm overly fond of Denny's, just I miss the option of going to Denny's with my family, you know, and like having that diner night, you know? Sure. And I don't know why I specifically picked Denny's in my head, but that's just what happened. And it hit me that night really hard. I like, I went to bed early without dinner. I was just, I couldn't handle it. The next morning I was fine, but like that happened. And so I know theater was a part of that feeling because that is, that's usually such a source of joy for me and exercise. Uh, <laughs> Don't even get me started uh -huh. on that. Ooh, boy. Without dance choreography, I probably don't. I'm, I'm slowly dying. 
oh yeah oh no my body is 100 percent just not good uh <laughs> like that that joy that and that source of expressionism is gone you know yeah. and it's not the same yeah it's that getting to develop those relationships with your actors and your crew and your team learning the material over time and you know i mean i'm preaching to the choir here and i and i don't i, I hope i'm not <laughs> depressing anyone that's listening to this either because i just realized oh relating my experience uh <laughs> so i'm sorry no i'm 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 sure everybody's having those thoughts i well I'm sure there's a subsect of people who are who are feeling many different things. So yeah. we're getting we're getting personal here on Thank You Therapy. We are. It's it's become a therapy session. We're, we're uh, airing out the laundry. But I mean, I I do miss it. But going back to what I said is like I'm also like pushing it away. Sure. So that's a nice little conundrum. It is my struggle right now in COVID world is screen time. Mm. Are you saying you're getting too much? Yeah, of course. It's all that we thing? have. I mean, they say it's bad for you, you know, that you should you should get a break or whatever. But I feel like if I talk to someone, it's on a screen. For leisure activities, I'll, I'll watch a TV show or something. But again, that's just people talking on a screen. So I'll be like, well, maybe I'll I'll peruse social media. That's that's a screen. Never mind. I'll read something. Pull out my Kindle. Ah, that's technically a screen. I'm still still on a screen. It's I I don't get that break. A theater was a way to sit in a dark room for three hours. That isn't a movie, which is also a screen. To to actually see real people, to hear real people, to to break free from this this electronic medium. It, life feels like something is missing, you yeah. know, right now. I do miss hugging people. See, I hate hugs. So that's no, <laughs> I, I am normally that way. I, I also don't like to touch people or people to touch me. But there are exceptions to like very close friends. I, I won't say like I, I hate hugs. I just I'm not an overly affectionate person. What? I know. <laughs> No, I'm the not what is prickly it? Adam. The who was it? The snow miser. I'm the snow miser. It's a Christmas thing. Okay, but oh. no, I I get it. I miss like speaking the interaction. of Christmas. I don't know about you. Well, actually, I do know about you. Christmas magic is always been a huge part of your your Christmas traditions. Yeah, it has, and it is will be continuing this year. Uh, I don't know what I can say. Oh, okay. Uh, I have written a script again for this year. So that's exciting. There is that. I have a secret too that I can't say. Oh, okay. It it requires theaters to open in the next year. (laughs) 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 But I've I've been approached to be a part of a project I'm super excited about. Um, So hopefully by this time next year, it will have already come to fruition. But that is is hopefully if we can get these theaters open. I wish we had a plan of action. I, I just, I wish we knew, you know, I wish we could roll out the thank you 30 do's and don'ts. If you follow our rules, we'll have theaters soon. But I mean, just... again, I don't want to get into that because uh, that's just going to make me angry at people. But I mean, the rules are pretty clear. I think they, they have been set down by this state's government. But again, we're not going to go much further than that. Sure. <laughs> 
so that's about it. We we have theaters doing digital stuff. We have homebrew digital stuff where people get together and do do readings and stuff. Um, yeah. You know what I think should be done. So as we know, Broadway records every show. Yes. And then they lock it away in an archive so that <laughs> Never no one to be can seen ever again. see them again. Actually, <laughs> I think there's a way if you're like studying it or whatever, you can apply for a credential to go to the museum to actually see it. But then again, they're not granting those. They're not letting you go in there. That museum's probably closed due to COVID and they're not letting you watch it. So why can't we convince the powers that be to release those as digital streams. I know right. Broadway HD has some, but it's yeah. it's pathetically limited when you it think is. about it. I actually do have that, and I haven't dug into it a lot. But there is a an okay selection. It's not a lot. There's a lot of Andrew Lloyd Webber. Sure, but I mean, when you think about the history of Broadway, that every show has been recorded. Like, yeah, I want to see. I want to see uh, for Andy Matic. I want to see Starlight Express. <laughs> I already said there's a lot of uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber. I'm sorry. You're going to have to pick another one. Or uh, what about <laughs> Hasselhoff's Jekyll and Hyde? Okay. All right. I'd watch that. As, do you, do you want to critique his performance? Uh, you did send me a video clip about I, it. I did. I, we, we could get into that and how we were very, I don't know, divided, but how, how, how fitting. I don't know. Like, so for those who aren't, for those, for those who aren't familiar, there's a social media app called TikTok. There's if, a lot of theater content on TikTok too. There, so. there is tons of theater content, but one of the big one <laughs> of the big memes of it uh, was the song from J Jekyll and Hyde, the confrontation or something like that, where he's arguing with himself. And people use it for all sorts of things, uh, funny things, mm -hmm. maybe random facts that lead to dark secrets about the world. But then we saw David Hasselhoff perform that uh, as kind of a some theater snob put out a video that was like, for all of you using the sound and don't know where it's from, it's Jekyll and Hyde. And, and you're faced with this dichotomy, which is perfect for the fact that it is Jekyll and Hyde. Uh, you're faced with the dichotomy of David Hasselhoff doing the role well? Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I was rather taken. the way, And the way that it's staged and shot, the choreography to it is really very good because it's very simple. It's, you know... And it uses multiple camera angles. Yeah, and it... And, like, he looks to the right when he's Hyde and he looks to the left when he's Jekyll. And as he does that, he's managing to whip his hair so that when he's Hyde, it falls over his face and makes Crazy him look like, shrouded. Yeah. And then he whips back and it's all, it, it whips back on his head when he turns into Jekyll. And it's like, it looks kind of nice somehow. Hereography. Right. It's, it's, yeah, honestly. And, and like, you know, of course his shirt is open and he's like hunching low for Hyde and, and he's like kind of nailing it. His vocally, he's not perfect, but the emotion is there. The emotions there, the physicality is there. The lighting helps. Oh yeah. The, yeah. Uh, like I said, it's staged very well. The vocals. Oh yeah. Not perfect. Hit and miss, hit and miss, but. But the, he's selling it. And I think that in this particular case, that is more important. Absolutely. And, and part of it, 
I think part of it is the fact that he's David Hasselhoff. You know, <laughs> if, if, if we were to go see this show at Conejo and some guy off the street we didn't know were to give this performance, we would be utterly blown away. Yeah. And so when we see David Hasselhoff do it, why does that not help or hurt the case at all? Like, 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 like what are you expecting more? I, I don't know. You're, but you shouldn't be because it's also Knight Rider up there. Right. Like, I know. You don't really... <laughs> I th- oh, I figured it out. David Hasselhoff is the perfect amount of cheese for this composer. That is almost unbelievable. The composer is... Um, I can't remember his name. The guy who did Scarlet, Scarlet Pimpernel. Pimpernel. You uh, should know this. I know. He's one of my favorite. Why do I want to say... Oh, my God. Why do <laughs> I want to say the name of an old magician, Henry Blackstone, but I don't think that's it. Ooh, I think all. you're... Blackthorn. Thorn? Thorn. Thorn. Isn't there a thorn in there? Somebody's yelling at us right now. <laughs> Uh, Adam, you should know this. I'm very disappointed in you. I'm very disappointed in me. <laughs> Wildhorn? Wildhorn? Yeah, Wild. Frank Wildhorn. Wildhorn! I got it. We figured it out. <laughs> but he is, he's, he's pure cheese. He's not great. Re-listening to Jekyll and Hyde, I was like, oh, this is not the best. <laughs> uh, Pimpernel is better. <laughs> I will yeah. say. And but, then he also yeah. did Wonderland. Yep, he did Wonderland. Uh, he also did, um, didn't he do Bonnie and Clyde? That sounds right. I, all I, of which were open and closed. Like no. I, think, I think all of his shows open and closed. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's a shame. It's got great music. I don't know why they fail, but they do. So I think Hasselhoff is the perfect candidate for that because – you know him for the cheese, but he's capable of bringing that intensity. And so it really is that Jekyll and Hyde. I think part of it's too, like, when I think Jekyll and Hyde, I don't think... Baywatch? Well, I was going to say uh, Berlin <laughs> Wall with that sparkly jacket. And... <laughs> but yeah, there, there's just something weird about it. Uh, for those listening at home, look up Jekyll and Hyde with, with Hasselhoff and give yeah. us your, your honest review because I can't say it's a bad, but I also can't I say it's great. Like, it, yeah. like I don't, I wouldn't say, oh, he deserves the Tony for this, but also so, I wouldn't, it was better than I expected. Yeah. Better than it had any right to be. That's for sure. Does the fact that it's David make it worse or better? I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> Speaking Mr. of the Tonys. Oh, no. Okay. I'm a little upset. I I understand why. Because there wasn't a lot of theater. Money. (laughs) Money. Money is always why. Yeah. But I mean, like, this is the first time in history that there's only been one nominee for Best Actor ever. And it's Aaron Tveit. Like, I know there's a lot of fans of Aaron Tveit in our community. Is it Tveit or Tivit? I thought it was Tveit. I don't know. I mean... I, I can honestly say, uh, no, 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 no. Give it to someone else. Yeah. Uh, I feel like he's due. People he's like him. He's done so much already, though. It's a, Next it's to a, normal, the next five years. Sure. Les Miserables, both the film and the stage. I know he's done a lot, but does he have any Tonys? I don't care. I don't know. I feel, I feel like it, because you're looking at the Tony nominations, or at least I was, and it was like, okay, the same four to five shows sure. in every category because those were the only shows that existed for the, the couple months that for count. the Tonys, right? 
and so it's like each category has multiple selections and then you get to best actor and it's one why i don't know why it could does... you not put someone else in there the... one other person i wonder if there's like a rule like they have to have this many songs or they have to have this many to be considered I... a lead yeah it, could it, it could it be the landscape of the show so there's or... there's no other show that had a lead actor it doesn't like seem a, right like a lead male actor that that just doesn't seem right right or, in the male heavy broadway and then when you look at last year's with the stacked lineup and you were like yeah. wow right and then this year it's like eh. like you couldn't even mock one up so at least the guy feels like he won one against competition right like, that's what i mean like they couldn't put at least one other person in the category with him and i think it's also the fact that it's moulin rouge like i have reservations this is yikes yeah i don't i don't know I don't know. I'm not excited about the Tony. Like I, you watch them, but but are they going to be like socially distant? Like, are we going to see the big show stopping numbers? Uh, are they going to even have an audience? Is <laughs> it going to be zoomed? I don't know. I haven't <clears throat> been watching the other. You know, I know the the Country Music Awards just happened, and some some other award show just happened. So like, the award shows are still happening. I'm I'm just not really watching or paying attention. You know. Yeah. So I don't know how they're going to do it. It's a bizarre year, and uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm just saying, in fairness, just so Aaron feels like he had competition and that he actually won this, members of the the Tony board or the Academy, throw my name up there if you want. <laughs> I will be the sacrificial lamb that he can destroy in votes with, you know, the small, minuscule benefit of being able to call myself Tony nominated. <laughs> <laughs> really? Because what that what is that even gonna do for you? Right? That just means you didn't win. <clears throat> Whenever right. I see the word nominated, I'm like that means you're a loser, yeah. <laughs> All right. I think we've gone a little over our normal timeline. That's okay, it's the pandemic special. Pandemic special. <laughs> All right. So hopes for 2020. We're almost at the end of the year here. Uh, so maybe hopes for 2021. I just want things to change. Broadway has an open timeline of tw- uh, May or June, July. August. I think September. No, no, no. They pushed it to July last I heard. I would think that local theaters would open sooner. Smaller houses. Yeah. Probably not in a dense, heavily metropolitan zone like New York City. Yeah, probably. Um, I mean, it all it also depends on the state, you know? Sure, California's been pretty... State's going to make its own decisions. With the new curfew. Did you hear yeah. about that? Mm-hmm. It just rolled out this week. We couldn't even do a show if we wanted to. It'd be nope. too late. That's right. 5 p.m. curtains. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering if we'll see more outdoor theater. You know, like Cow Shakes has a beautiful outdoor facility, open air, more amphitheater style, very Greek, you know, that would allow for social distancing and mm. keep relatively well ventilated. And then this this is just an idea here. And then we have we have the chorus or the narrator standing in one corner 
socially distance. Like maybe the Greeks had this right all along. <laughs> they they bring in one character who says his stuff and then leaves, and then the chorus <laughs> then the chorus explains what happened, and then someone else comes out. Like the Greeks had this socially distanced theater on lock. Why did we ever mess with it? We're so stupid. <laughs> What did messing with it do? It brought a Spider-Man uh, you know, into the dark. <laughs> That's what we get. Did, did, didn't did Reeve redeem himself, though? Can, he did. Yeah. He did, very much so. He's, he totally did. Congratulations, Reeve. So, when you're scrolling through Facebook and you see those digital theater productions, give them a watch. Like a Rolex? Yes. Give them a Submariner by Rolex. <laughs> No, go go ahead. Give them a click. Give them a watch, and if you can, maybe throw a couple bucks at, at the theater. You know, I I know everybody's hurting in this time, so if you don't have the money, it's it's completely understandable. But if if you could spare five dollars, throw it at the theater, who's you know still trying to keep the lights on and pay bills, and hopefully ride this out so that they can be here. You know, when when we do finally get the all clear or the new normal rolls out. And hopefully that new normal will be somewhat next to normal. Oh, perfect. <laughs> End it. That's beautiful. He did it. He said the thing. <laughs> uh, I will I will leave it at that on a laugh. How do we how do we say goodbye? <laughs> I don't even remember. Oh, I remember. I remember. <laughs> I'm Adam Womack. And I'm Babe Hatfield. And we'll and see we'll you on see stage. One stage. Yeah, we did. see. That's another thing Zoom can't get right: is people talking at the same time, <laughs> which is integral to many plays. Thank you for watching. I mean, listening to our pandemic special. <laughs> Thank you.